1: few more testimonies because God is so good to us. You know, I gave part of the testimony uh, last week about Anna moving down to Pittsburgh. And if you remember, I talked about the story where Liz felt um, there was a certain church that kind of looked like our church and maybe this was the place that she should go. And the Holy Spirit was just like, no, this is not where she's supposed to go. She needs to go to this church called Allison Park Church. And we're like, it's this huge church. It's really big. I don't understand. And after she went there, immediately she got connected in with someone who was also a ballet dancer who had danced at Pittsburgh Ballet Theater, the exact same place that she had danced before. And so we were just so excited for her. And so she, the whole week went by, and she went to all her ballet classes. And so Sunday came, and mom and dad aren't there now. And so she needs to go to church by herself. And so she's like, oh, I just don't know if I want to go by myself. I just don't know if I want to go myself. So anybody know the Reynolds family, Sam and Rochelle Reynolds and their children? They've got five children, I believe. Um, And so (laughs) Liz reaches out to Rochelle and just says randomly, like, hey, Anna's going to be going to Allison Park Church. Maybe after church, Jessica, which is one of their daughters, could get together with Anna. Maybe they could do something. She says, well, funny that you're asking. Sam's out of town and we've been thinking about going to Allison Park Church and Jessica really wants to go there because they're going to a camp there all week and they're serving and they're staying there all week, they're serving the kids in the morning, they're going to a youth camp all night, so wouldn't you know it? They come to church. They take Anna to church. They have a wonderful time together. Anna starts attending a youth service that's happening all week, a youth camp. So she goes to ballet during the day. She's doing a camp. She says, dad is unbelievable. God is moving down here. I am just, I am on my knees. I am praising God. All of this is going on because the Holy Spirit said, not this one, but this one. And amazing, the plans and purposes he had for her. Has for her and continues to show, show up day in and day out. So, what exciting testimony that is! You know, you know, our, we send our kids out there into the world, and we're just like, oh, you know, Lord, thank you, thank you, not to fear, not to worry, because He's got them. They're in His hands. They're not in ours. They're in His hands. And then another couple of testimonies from Sunday. We had somebody. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys notice him. You follow us on Facebook. Okay, on our Facebook site, which is where that video was, we posted the video too. We're calling it Testimony Tuesday. Excuse me, Testimony Tuesday. So what we're trying to do is promote some traffic to our Facebook site. So it's called Hashtag Testimony Tuesday, and we started posting testimonies up there every Tuesday on our Facebook site. And as Brother Paul calls it, it's like the dinner bell, yeah? Ding, 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 ding. The testimonies are like the dinner bell. Hey, there's some good stuff going on. Come see what's happening, yeah? Dinner's ready. Come on, let's go. Food is ready, and it smells good. God is good, and he's ready to go, and so we're doing these testimonies, and one that went up was from someone in the congregation that they were really dealing with anxiety, big, big, big time anxiety for months and months and months, and they came on Sunday morning, and they were just in God's presence, and that anxiety lifted and was completely gone. He said it was unbelievable. He texted us, too, uh, more than what he put on Facebook. But he just said it was unbelievable what God had done in his life. And months of this pressure and this anxiety was immediately lifted and gone. So amen. Praise God. Amazing testimony. And then we've had a a few neck, neck healings supernaturally happen on Sunday as well. The Lord really was speaking to me about someone's neck was going to be healed. I know of at least two. I'm expecting it was more than two, but there was at least two that happened uh, supernaturally right there in the service, which was awesome. And we had a few people baptized in the Holy Spirit. Yes, so two people after service came up, and we got them baptized in the Holy Spirit. So, man, God is doing amazing things. He is doing amazing, amazing things. So tonight, I would like to finish our series... On developing a strong spirit is my goal, I told the AV team, it's my goal to get through this tonight, because I want to move on to something different next month. I'm not going to tell you just what it is, I think I know what it is, but I don't want to reveal it too soon, I want to pray it out and make sure it's exactly what God wants to do in July, um, because July's a big month of camps that's going on, it's summer months, people are traveling and stuff, but I really think that God's got some big stuff in store for Wednesday nights. Uh, in July, can I tell you something? We had talked about as a staff. We honestly talked about it as a staff, saying, "Well, maybe we should just take Wednesday nights off in July." You know, a lot of people are traveling. There's these camps, and all this stuff happened. And maybe we should just not have Wednesday night prayer in July. We talked about it. We debated it for a little bit, and I said, "You know what, guys? That's fine." Ultimately, I have to make the final decision. And so last Wednesday night, I said, well, I'm going to, go to the pr- I'm going to go to Wednesday night prayer, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to hear from God on whether or not we should cancel Wednesday nights in July. And it wasn't about five seconds after I walked into the sanctuary and started praying, it was like, uh-uh, we are not canceling Wednesday nights. It doesn't matter if two people show up or 100 people show up. We are here, we're going to gather, we're going to worship, we're going to pray, we're going to speak God's word, and God is we want this momentum to continue that he's doing. We don't want to do nothing that stops the momentum that God has going right now, so we're going to keep doing that. So Wednesdays in July, right here, right here, 6.30, come early at 6 if you want. So open your Bibles, 1 Timothy 4, 1 Timothy 4. Six through nine. I'm going to read uh, verse six through nine. But before I do, I just want to recap quickly what we talked about last week. We said, okay, this is the final wrapping up. We talked about the indicators of your spirit, the indicators of a weak spirit and a strong spirit, and then how do we develop a strong spirit? And we said there's three ways that we can develop a strong spirit, and they are diet, rest, and exercise. Diet, rest, and exercise. And diet was the diet of the Word of God in our lives. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. We have to submerge ourselves into this Word day in and day out. If we want to develop a strong spirit, if we want to develop a spirit that can withstand the pressures of this world which come at us, as we know, day in and day out... The enemy, he doesn't relent, he doesn't give up, but as we know from the the prophetic words over our church is that we've got a terminating power available to absolutely terminate the plans and purposes of the enemy in our life. But we need this planted on the inside each and every day, more and more and more. It talks about you can't overdose on God's word. Right? There's a lot of medicines you can take, and you read all the fine print that says, oh my goodness, if you take too much of this, this is going to happen. If you take too much of this, 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 and then they give you the long list of things. All Basically, they all lead to death if you overdose on any of these drugs. But this is something we cannot overdose on. You can't do it. You can't overdose on God's Word. And so that's the type of diet that we talked about, the diet we have to have in our life. But what, what comes along with that, what comes along with that is rest and exercise, diet, rest, and exercise. So Anna, as you guys know, I've mentioned, is a, a ballet student, uh, aspiring and will be someday a professional ballerina, and mm-hmm. Once we first, I did sports my whole life and so I understood the value of diet, rest, and exercise and what that means for our physical body. And, and Paul says it a lot of times is exercise is of what? Some value, a little bit of value, not a whole lot of value. Yeah, but there is some value in it. But what I think we can understand from it is that as athletes are developing, as Anna is developing her body to become a better and better ballerina, she needs to have rest. We need to have rest in our lives. We cannot operate pedal to the metal 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It just doesn't, our bodies, our spirits, really, we're not made to do it. We are made to rest in God's presence. Periodically, a lot of the times. You know, Liz and I always talk about, oh my goodness, I didn't have a lot of time to pray this morning. But what the Bible really teaches us is we need to be praying continuously. We need to constantly be in his rest, in his peace. Seeking him in everything that comes up. So let me read 1 Timothy 4, 6 through 9. If you instruct the brethren in these things, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Pastor, you've done that for us. Nourished in the words of faith and of the good doctrine which you have carefully followed, but reject profane and old wives' fables and exercise yourself toward godliness. For boldly exercise... Profits little. Bodily exercise profits little. But godliness is profitable for all things. Having the promise of life that, is, that now is of that which is to come. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance. We see in 1 Peter 5, verses 6 through 8, it says, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith. Steadfast in the faith. So for me here, from a rest perspective like, we have to understand that we cannot continually go at a, what they say, a breakneck speed, right? And I don't like to use that term because I don't like to say things that are not like that. But in theory, that's when you are moving at that pace consistently, it's like a breakneck speed. It's not healthy for us. It's not something that we can do on an ongoing basis. And so here's what I want to focus on tonight from a rest perspective. In Matthew 11, I think I'm jumping down a couple of scriptures, Matthew 11, verse 28 and 30. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30. I want to read it in the Amplified Version. I have that up behind me if you uh, if you don't have an Amplified Version with you. It says, come to me. Come to me. The very first thing he says, come to me. And too often when we're looking for rest, we don't actually come to him. We look to try to seek rest in our own ways, try to get it in our own ways by watching Netflix, or right vegging out, as they say, watching some show, or watching the news, or doing something that tries to stimulate some kind of rest in our life. But at the end of the day, it, doesn't, it actually probably stirs us up more than it does anything else. But he says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened. And what happens when we come to him? It says, and I will cause you to rest. When we come to him, he causes us to rest, which means if you don't come to him, you don't get the rest. You see what I'm saying? You see what this is saying? If you don't actually come to Him, He cannot cause you to rest. So if we try to rest on our own and we say, Well, I need a vacation. This is what I need. Well, maybe you do need a vacation. But that, sometimes you need a vacation from the vacation. How many have ever gone on a vacation, especially with kids, and come back saying, I need a vacation from the vacation? Why on earth did I just spend all the money to go somewhere? I need a break from that. Right, so it's not like a vacation is the answer. The, the way we actually can get rest in our life doesn't mean we have to go anywhere to do it. It says, come to me. Come to him. Present your cares to him. Put it on the cross. Put it at the altar and say, this is it. I can't do this anymore. I need your rest that only he can provide. And what is his promise is? I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls could we walk around with ease and relief on a day-to-day basis the only way that comes is when we come to him first verse 29 it says take my yoke upon you and learn of me for i am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest again relief and ease and refreshment and recreation and blessed quiet for your souls. The formula for rest for us, for me, for what, from what I've learned is not trying to go on a vacation, not trying to take a nap, not trying to do anything else, but the formula for us for rest is just to say, Lord, you've got this. Lord, you've got this. Not me, Not my strength, not my abilities, not my intelligence, not my skill sets. Lord, you got this. And if we could walk through our day putting things in the place where they need to be, I truly believe that we can find rest. The other way that I truly believe that we can find rest is when we focus on the one thing that God has placed in front of us. Too oftentimes, the Bible doesn't talk too much about multitasking, But from what I understand and from what I read is multitasking, actually, you don't get anything more done than if you would just focus on one thing. And truly, I believe that when God's calling us to rest, he is allowing all these other, we can just say all these other things, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. I'm going to focus on this one thing that's right in front of me. And I'm going to give this one thing to Jesus right now. And I'm going to ask him, what do you want me to go do with this? And I truly believe, as the scripture says, that we can find rest when we bring that to him. In verse, verse uh, 30. For my yoke is wholesome. Useful, good, not harsh. Hard, sharp, or pressing. But comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. And my burden is light and easy to be borne. We're refreshed by spending time in the presence of the Lord. We are refreshed by spending time in the presence of the Lord. You know, Tim, you obviously didn't know what we were going to be talking about tonight, but when we rest by waiting on the Lord, it says in Psalm 46.10, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. This is our key to being able to live a life of rest. Anybody, I don't know if anybody here knows Noelle. She is number seven. Anybody know Noelle? Some of you guys know Noelle. Okay, Noelle is, we call her like, We call her like a butterfly, or I'm not sure really what animal we can relate her to, but she is just all over the place. And she really has a hard time like paying attention because she's just bouncing all over the place. And we're always like, Noel, 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 Noel. And she's just running and jumping and she's not even listening. And I always I always think of this scripture when I think of her it says, be still and know that I am God. When we are running around all over the place and we are bouncing from here to there, from here to there, he is trying to speak to us. He is trying to give us rest, give us guidance, give us wisdom for the things that he wants to show us, but we miss it. Because we're bouncing around. We're bouncing around like Noelle bounces around as a four-year-old that she is. And we love her so much. But sometimes you got to grab her and say, Noelle, look at me. Be still and listen. And she's like, oh, okay. Sure, Dad, I can do that. Well, I've been saying that for five minutes as you've been jumping around and not listening. A lot of times we do this in our own lives. We run around and we don't actually listen to what God has for us. And if we could just rest and be still and know that He is God. Isaiah 40, verse 31. I want to read this out of the Amplified. I think we have it up on the screen as well. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in Him. Listen to this. Those who wait for the Lord shall change And renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles. Mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint or become tired. Waiting on the Lord is resting in the Lord. Waiting on the Lord is resting in the Lord. You know, one of the things that God has taught me personally is when I'm seeking an answer from Him, when I'm seeking an answer from God on a specific issue, like I was doing last Wednesday night, like what do we do about Wednesday nights? What should we go do? And the Lord has always kind of given this little formula of worship and pray and then hear from me. Worship and pray and then hear from me. And I believe what that's doing is when we worship, we're saying, all right, Lord, you're in control. I'm worshiping your name. I'm taking all of the focus off of here and putting it on him. All of the focus off of me and putting it on him when we worship. And then when we begin to pray, we're saying, all right, Lord, what is your will? Show me your way. And you're at a point now where you're, you've you're already worshipped, you're beginning to pray, and then you just rest in His presence. You just rest. That's why I love Wednesday nights. Liz and I always talk about, you know, we love Wednesday nights. It doesn't matter if nobody showed up or 500 people showed up. We get to come, and we get to be in His presence, and we get to worship, we get to pray, and we get to hear from Him. Who doesn't need that? We all need it every day this is a wonderful midweek opportunity to be able to do that, to worship and to pray and to hear from Him. And then the last piece is exercise. I want to talk a little bit about exercise as we close out tonight. I want to look at James 1, 22 through 25. You want to turn with me there to James... James 1, through 25. It says this, but be doers of the word. Now we're talking about exercise. So we've got our diet. We've done our eating. We've got our resting. But in order to build the spiritual muscles, there needs to be some exercise that happens. We need to exercise. So be doers of the word. Not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer... He is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror, for he observes himself and goes away and immediately forgets the kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. A doer of the word is blessed in what he does. The amplified version of in James 2:17 says this says so also faith if it does not have works which are deeds and actions of obedience to back it up by itself is destitute of power wow read that again James 2:17 in the amplified so also faith if it does not have works And what do we mean by works? They explain it there for us. It's deeds and actions of obedience to back it up. By itself is destitute of power. You see, faith without corresponding action does not produce results. So we can believe, but we have to. We have to be a doer of the word. We have to take that authority, like we've been talking about on Sundays. We have to say, you know what? Okay, I believe God is who He says He is, and He will do His. But He has given us authority to speak to that mountain.
0: Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at ten o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly faith communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.